let's get agreement that this is a strategic priority. That area of alignment and synergy can be very Looking important. The future, we're committed to expand value time, there's still progress that needs to be made. This is Healthcare Strategies. Hi, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. I'm Olivia Kaler, Senior Editor of Life Science Intelligence and Pharma News Intelligence. Today, we are speaking with Shantae Law-Rames, an infusion care nurse supervisor working in patient management services, and Nicole Marrero Nuevez, a patient management service pharmacist who specializes in neurology, behavioral health, and chronic inflammatory diseases at Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy, one of the nation's largest home delivery and specialty pharmacies for patients with rare and chronic diseases. Thank you both for joining us today. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Our first question actually goes to the both of you, but Nicole, we're going to go ahead and start with your response first. How can pharmacists and nurses encourage chronic disease prevention beyond the duration of a doctor's visit? Well, we encourage patients by educating the patients on chronic diseases. Chronic diseases come in many varieties and they can go from like autoimmune disease to cancer. So teaching patients on how to live a healthier lifestyle can help prevent many diseases. In most cases here in Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy, we speak to patients who already have chronic diseases and we counsel them on how to prevent progression of the disease. We also provide tricks and tips for healthier lifestyles, including healthy diet, good sleeping tips. And we also talk about being consistent with current medications and providing also some tips on how to maintain the compliance. So like alarms on the phones, uh, calendar or planners, I love to use planners myself. Mental health and wellness is also very important in the prevention of chronic diseases and flarings. If mental health is not doing well, <laughs> the chance of chronic diseases flaring and becoming exacerbated is high. And also keeping a diary of the symptoms to see how the diseases are doing is also very helpful, not only for themselves, but for the doctors. That way the doctor can see if the disease is progressing and also just to see if anything needs to be tweaked in terms of medication or if the doctor also has additional tips for the patient. On a personal note, I myself have a chronic disease. I have psoriatic arthritis and it's an autoimmune disease. So I like to speak to patients about my personal journey so they can have a better understanding about how a person who actually has an autoimmune disease is going through it, especially when they're working and everything. And it, it kind of helps open the door and helps break down that wall. Maybe we can come to you know, better consensus of how to better manage their disease. Wow. Thanks for sharing your experience of having an autoimmune disease. This may be a unique advantage that you might have over other pharmacists. I'm sure that sharing your health experience creates a special connection with your patients that others may not understand. Yes, that's one thing I love to talk to our patients about, you know, especially patients who are on biologics, their first time taking the medications. I love to just explain how when I first had to start a biologic, even though I'm a pharmacist myself, and I know about these medications, I myself was scared to start because you just never know. And you always have that uncertainty in the back of your head. I had to ask my son to watch me the first time I did my self-injection just because of that fear. So I completely understand where they're coming from when they're scared and they don't know about these medications. They don't know what to expect. So I'm 
not glad that I have the disease, but I'm glad in a sense because I can empathize and sympathize with them and really be there for them and be a support for them. Sure. And I'm sure it does a lot for improving the patient relationship. But there was one thing I did want to circle back to in your response to the first question. You had mentioned about keeping patients consistent. You mentioned journaling. I'm sure that helps with keeping them consistent with their routines, maybe current with their medications and keeping up with adherence. But are you seeing an increase in digital health devices to help maintain medication adherence among these patients? So yes, we have our own app at Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy, where it basically advises them when their medications are due. Also, many manufacturers for different biologics, different medications have their own personal apps that also helps them to keep a log or diary and also reminds them of when to take medication. I'm actually in several biologics. On one biologic, they actually text message you to remind you when to take your medication. So that way you don't forget. And text messaging is amazing because, you know, sometimes we forget to look at our planners, but you get that text, hey, take your medicine. Oh, yep, there you go. I'm gonna go take my medicine now. Yeah, it's just like that little automated personal assistant kind of reminding you, you know, kind of stay on track. That's great. Thank you for that explanation. Shantae, let's move on to you. From a nursing perspective, How do you think pharmacists and nurses can encourage chronic disease prevention beyond the duration of a doctor's visit? So yeah, so just piggybacking off of what Nicole mentioned, when a patient leaves their doctor's office, sometimes they don't know where to start with their care. So I think that's always going to be the first step is just offering the patient a starting place. And that starting place can really be anything, you know, it just depends on the patient and what their needs are. So one patient start maybe to just get right to it, get more active, start eating a healthier diet. Whereas another patient start maybe to get to their home and just go through the resource information that's provided by their doctor and read through materials related to their condition and their therapy. As a nurse, these are the things that we we have to hone in on and understand about our patients so that we can better help them. Some other things nurses can do to encourage prevention beyond the doctor's visit would just be to provide education and resource materials for them, being a listening ear for them beyond the visit as well as their advocate, encouraging them to listen to their bodies, that's always important, setting health and lifestyle expectations for them that are realistic and obtainable, because oftentimes just having a small win, like a small achievable goal that you can win on, it can increase a patient's desire to do more. So those things combined to me are really what encourage the prevention piece. It sounds like the nursing aspect is really instrumental in creating that relationship required to produce effective outcomes for these patients that have chronic illnesses. Absolutely. A lot of times when patients go into their doctor's offices, it can be intimidating. You know, they they call it that white coat syndrome. And a lot of times, as soon as the doctor leaves the room and the nurse walks into the room, the patient goes, I didn't understand a thing they said. And they really have that rapport with their nurses. So definitely feel like that relationship that the nurse and patient have does help to increase that prevention piece to therapy. Right. And then I also have a follow-up question in relation to the devices that I talked with Nicole about. How do you interact with these devices and how does it kind of improve your workday and workflow and then also the patient outcomes? Sure. So we're actually just 
bridging or stepping into the digital health services world on my end here at Alliance, I'll say. We have one app that is an offering from one of our payer, our clients, and it's a unique digital health services offering for patients specifically with hemophilia right now to promote adherence. And our nurses actually get to help the patients enroll into the app using their smartphones and QR codes that our pharmacy here places on their medication vials and boxes. And what the program does is it allows the patients to effectively manage their infusions and they're able to keep track of the medications that they have on hand. They can log their bleeds right from their smartphones. And the best part about it is that since it's all done electronically, the patients, our pharmacy, the plan and the prescriber all have access to that data to keep track of the patient's therapy and just to determine how the patient's doing overall with their adherence and disease management. Of course, this is all with the patient's consent, but it's a huge offering and it's been a great thing to have and our patients have all responded very positively to it. Great. I love that you added that aspect about privacy. That's so important. Just so I'm understanding correctly, in this app, all this information is being held in one location, right? Yes, yes. It is very much convenient for all of that to be stored at one location. That's great. I'm loving this wave of digital transformation that's been happening within healthcare recently. I feel that other industries, such as the automotive world, they've really embraced the digital world already. And I just can't wait to see what full transformation will look like in the healthcare industry. Absolutely. I think our future is headed there. Yeah, I can't, I cannot wait. Well, moving on, Nicole, as a pharmacist, in your experience, what have been the most effective methods of informing patients on chronic disease prevention? So when patients come to speak with the pharmacist to ask questions about their medication, maybe about their disease state, that's when we take that opportunity to ask the patient to see if they want to learn more about how to prevent maybe other diseases. Many patients are receptive and they want to learn more and not only how to control their current disease, but how to prevent other diseases. And since we have access to what medications the patient is currently prescribed and also diagnosis that they may have, we can take that time and just talk about how to prevent other chronic diseases and how to maintain their current disease. At Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy, patients have access to the pharmacist 24 hours a day to answer any of their questions or concerns about their medications, or even if they just have questions about side effects or anything like that. So we take full advantage of that time to just have those conversations with the patient. You know, as pharmacists, we're always the most trusted and most accessible to the patients. And with that trust being built, we see better outcomes from patients. Great explanation. So you're saying that there's staff on call, basically, to always help these patients seeking information? Yes. So we always have pharmacists on call. We have our normal hours for Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy for pharmacists to work, but we always have pharmacists that have on-call hours. So if a patient calls in, let's say at two in the morning because they have concerns about their medications or they have questions, they can call and we will call them back and we will answer any of their questions and concerns. And 
if they want to learn a little bit more about their current disease state or if they want to learn about preventing other diseases, we take that time and opportunity to do so. I enjoy actually doing the on-call. I'm actually set up for on-call this coming week, so I'm excited to do that this week. Great. All right, Shantae, let's move on to you. Are you able to speak a little bit about your experiences as a nurse? What have been the most effective methods of informing patients on chronic disease prevention? Sure. So I think that as clinicians, as nurses, how we communicate is really very important. I think sometimes we can say a lot of things and we can provide a lot of good information, but if the patients aren't able to receive it or if we present it in a way that they don't really understand it, then our good efforts are lost. So whenever I'm working with a patient or when my nurses are working with their patients, it starts there with educating patients on their level in a way that they'll understand it. And then also providing lots of resource information, like educational materials, like Nicole was saying, information on supporting organizations and foundations, getting them in touch or co connected with their local clinics, things like that can all be very effective. Nurses should also work to identify and uncover any barriers to learning that a patient may have. Maybe there's some fear there stemming from previous bad experiences with medications, or maybe they just feel unmotivated, or they just don't have the time to be compliant. The important thing is just uncovering those barriers, building trust so that the patient feels supported and they feel comfortable enough to share with you as their nurse when they're going through something or when something isn't working and then making sure they know how important their therapy is and how it helps them, giving them that what's in it for me piece of it. Great. Yeah. Thank goodness for our nurses is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I will add my team recently piloted our nursing on call program. So we are also on call. So I've got my team rotating here at Alliance. We have nurses that rotate in to assist with fusion related questions. So as it relates to their infusion pumps and things of that nature. Wow. That's so awesome. So I actually just have another question for you. In the nursing role, you obviously get much more face time with the patients than pharmacists do. What have you determined to be the most challenging part of patient care and chronic disease prevention? So the most challenging part of patient care and chronic disease prevention for nurses, and I'll speak for myself as well, is the wanting to do more side of it and then also being able to and knowing when to separate yourself from the role not taking the experiences home with you or personally. So nurses are most times on the front lines of patient care and we hear their stories, we empathize with them. We really feel connected and close to what they're experiencing, what they're going through. We all took oaths to care for those in need. And I don't think anybody that wears the title of registered nurse or nurse in general takes that lightly. It's why nurses struggle with delegating in a hospital setting. And even here within the specialty pharmacy world, it can be a struggle for nurses to lean on and trust our other operational support teams like our pharmacists and technicians. And it's not because we don't believe that they don't care that they won't do a good job. It's just that nurses fear letting go. We really want to be the patient's advocate and their liaison the whole way through. Nurses kind of live and operate from a place of care and urgency 
all the time. And it can be both a good and a bad thing. Good because we get to be the patient's biggest cheerleaders when they experience success. We're along for the ride with them, whether it be with their therapy compliance or just, you know, positive outcomes in general. But then challenging when you've, you know, given your all as their caretaker or their clinician and and still feel like there's more you could have done if things don't turn out the way that you would have liked them to or the patient would have wanted them to. You kind of go home feeling like there's more that you could have done or something else that, you know, you could have maybe helped to influence their outcome or life for the better that you didn't get the opportunity to. Those are the most challenging things. Right. I want to go back to what you said about nurses being patients, cheerleaders. That's such a great way to describe the advocacy that nurses are able to really provide for their patients. Absolutely. We're there truly rooting them on and cheering them all. Like I said before, a small win is a win and it increases a person's desire to do more. It almost increases their morale in a way, even though it's dealing with healthcare. But we want to be there to encourage them to keep going so that way they can stick to and adhere to their therapies. Superhero and scrubs is what I like to call us. (laughs) I love that. That's just so adorable. Can I steal that from you? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right. Well, I wish we could continue but we actually have to wrap up. We have so much to cover, but we will take that on in next week's episode. Thank you, Shantae and Nicole, for sharing your first half and experiences with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. And for our listeners, feel free to reach out to us at A-K-A-Y-L-O-R at extelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts on today's topic. You can also use that email to share any healthcare-related questions or stories that you would like us to consider covering. And if you have the time, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later. This has been an Intelligent Healthcare Media production. 